Um, I'm Dr. Anthony Harper. I'm a White House correspondent. Welcome to the Pro-Life podcast here that is so important. We've been addressing uh, in our conversations uh, today about the significant issues surrounding a child's right to life, what's going on at the White House, about the expression uh, of, of the, on behalf of a child's right to life that, that I have mentioned several times, even yelled out. Questions have been there. At the We talked about the, being there the day of the Roe v. Wade decision. In June, in June of this year, confronting the press secretary, I was at the Supreme Court. Uh, then I also needed to mention the Supreme Court that day interviewing people. Uh, whether they're uh, the abortion people or the pro-life people, um, and, and the answers, the solutions to getting involved by being on the school board, making a difference uh, in, in the other leadership positions. So you can make a difference, but you're going to have to get involved. That's that's another uh, part that we talked about tonight. And, uh, you know, supporting the Christian media as never before. You can spread the word. Uh, also so important uh, to let people know how important the Christian media here is on the child's right to life, to be a continuing uh, presence and influence on uh, not only the, the press there, but uh, the news reporters, I mean, besides the news reporters, but the, the White House and the news reporters. So a lot can be done. So, so Dr. Harper, I'm excited to have you on the Pro-Life Team podcast. Would you introduce yourself as if you were talking to a small group of pricey clinic directors? Well, I would say that I'm I'm the lead reporter at the White House for uh, evangelical churches regarding right to life issues of a child. So I'm the principal reporter at the White House about those issues. And uh, so I'm a White House correspondent. And I've been to the White House uh, for, been up and on for 11 years and on a lot of human rights issues. But the child's right to life is the number one human rights issue. So what's your experience been working with the current press secretary, um, Corrine Jean-Pierre? Well, it's French, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be Corinne or Corinne Jean, Jean-Pierre. But uh, oh, okay. anyway, but she's a very troubled person. And, uh, and of course, uh, anti-child's uh, right to life. Actually, what's very significant is Fox News did a story about my, what about a child's right to life question? You happen to yell that out because she refuses to call upon me. She is afraid to call upon me to address the, the child's right to life issues and, and other human rights um, concerns. But significant was, was that I was with her on the Roe v. Wade decision in June of this year, and I had a confrontation with her at her office face-to-face, asking her, what about a child's right to life? After she canceled the press meetings that day, I asked her what her response oh. to a Christian audience it is, but she wouldn't respond, and she seemed to be ashamed, and she wouldn't look in, uh, I mean, in, the, in, the, in the eyes at all, and just turned away and uh, walked away. So, um, And I did see her today, and I had uh, kind of an intense meeting with her just briefly, asking her to uh, call upon me to ask, let me ask questions, but uh, she was, uh, looked very hostile. So has she, yeah, so what's your, what's your, what's the history of being called upon or, or not being called upon and ignored? What's that been like? Uh, well, uh, you know, for the, for this press secretary, it's very troubling. She refuses. She's never called on me, but 
the previous press secretary, Jennifer Saki, has called on me a couple times and has acknowledged me. So uh, Jennifer Saki was more open-minded and would let me uh, ask these questions on behalf of, of Jewish and Christian people. But um, anyway, it's, it's very disturbing about this uh, press secretary who has a history of being anti-Semitic and very clearly she's supporting uh, Biden's agenda of uh, killing children in abortion. So, yeah, so speaking of that, so what, which groups of people and which ideas do you represent in that press room? Okay, well, uh, I'm with the Intermountain Christian News, representing all the Christian newspapers in, in uh, North America, in Canada, U.S., so about 8 million readers. So I'm, I'm usually the only Christian media outlet person there as far as evangelical Christian. There's, of course, the Catholic news service there that's there daily. But, uh, you know, I, I'm there. And then uh, I'm also for the Israel news service called Newsreel. So actually the principal reporter about anti-Semitism. Uh, in addition, the, the a lot of the Jewish reporters, uh, actually the Jewish reporters that I know, are not getting called on either. And uh, so, but I, I ask questions on, on behalf of them. When it comes to the other people in the room, um, does anyone get called on that represents the Christian faith or the, or the Jewish faith or the right to life or things along these lines? Very rarely. I mean, other than, you know, the Catholic News Service actually got called on today. Uh, his name is Owen Jensen. He's very good at uh, getting the questions out because he's with a large Catholic, uh, you know, network EWTN. He has a little bit more influence. I, I don't, I don't have the largest network uh, as he does, but uh, he's been very good about yelling out questions. And when I have always followed him after he's yelled out something, I, I usually get a better opportunity to get the question in if I follow him and yelling. Dang. So what are your thoughts on having to yell to get your question heard versus having it, you know, simply having a, ch a turn, like a normal turn? Yeah, it would be so much better, wouldn't it, uh, if, if I could be called on and have I me mean, that respect, you know, for the press secretary to ignore uh, the evangelical Christian audience, which is very large. Right? Total, total uh, lack of transparency, even though they, they brag about, she brags about being transparent and uh, I should say that uh, this is not squaring up with, you know, the protest letter that has been uh, sent to the White House by a majority of the reporters there that are being mistreated. It's just not me, but a majority of the news reporters in that press room are being ignored. They have seven rows of seven seats of 49 seats. Only that usually the first two rows of reporters are getting called on and they get to ask multiple questions. So there's a protest letter. Everyone can read on the internet just by going and do a search for uh, news reporters' protest at the White House. Now, this protest letter is signed by Sam Donaldson, a very famous news reporter that was with ABC News for a long time, and also signed by the White House Correspondent Association director and many other reporters, including the Playboy reporter who penned most of these complaints. The main, the main complaints in the protest letter are about denied access, not explaining to why 
Uh, we often get the response when we're trying to apply to get into press events that the, 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 the usual response is that there not, is not space available, but that's a lie. There is space available. And they're not explaining how they arrive at this decision. So very serious uh, uh, threats on freedom of the press here by this administration. Hmm. What questions, what, 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 you know, with all that time waiting, what, what are your, what's one of the questions that you would love to ask? Well, you know, like I, I had asked before and Fox News covered, uh, I need to know what about a child's right to life in light of the Declaration of Independence said that we're endowed by our creator with certain un unalienable rights, so that of rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So the rights of life were endowed by creator apply to the uh, unborn, to the child in the womb. The child is uh, a human. And so this the denial of the science of the reality. So I, the, the number one question here is to ask, what about in the light of the Declaration of Independence about the child's right to life, the God-given right uh, to life, the freedom and pursuit of happiness those are those key elements for our nations, what makes America so great. But in addition also would be the questions on the sanctity of marriage, about their response to the Bible. You know, there's, they're lying to me today by saying a majority of people in America support same-sex marriage, which is not true. There are majority of evangelical, Christ, uh, evangelical Christians, evangelical Protestants specifically, that oppose, oppose same-sex marriage, and as well as a majority of Muslims that oppose same-sex marriage, and Mormons, a majority of them, opposing same-sex marriage. So I would disagree with them, to the, with the White House, that they are lying to say that a majority of Americans support same-sex marriage. To, it sort of seems like when she's you know, picking certain people to ask questions, she's reinforcing her, the bias or the, the lie when it comes to um, there being a controversy on a topic like that. Yes, she's very good at propaganda. That's what I feel like. I'm in a propaganda camp at the White House uh, more than ever before. So this press secretary is the poster child for, for LGBTQI, whatever letter you want to put after that. But... Uh, She's in that position because she's the first black uh, news uh, press secretary, and she's the first LGBTQ person as well. And not very qualified, by the way, as a complaint I hear from a lot of news reporters. She's not very professional, so she doesn't have the support of the majority of the reporters at the White House. So when you're observing her at the podium, uh, it seems like she uh, she is often reading from her, from the you know for the pre-prepared papers, uh, which makes me think that there's probably a lot of pre-prepared questions that allow her to then read a response. Does that seem like the case in many situations there? Or? Well, it is, but it's not the but it's not the first time this has happened before. Actually, with Trump's press secretaries as well, with Kayleigh McEnany and Sarah Sanders, they have their book with them. And they were reading responses out, out of that. And just in anticipation, as if they'd gotten the questions ahead of time. So this has actually been going on for quite some time. But, you know, because this current press secretary is so uh, value, she's uh, value-laden with a lot of 
anti, I would say anti-American views, anti-constitutional views, uh, anti-Christian views. Uh, that makes it make, makes her her problems stand out very well. She's really not a very good communicator. Uh, I would say that is a major complaint by a lot of reporters here. She has hmm. a very ner nervous habit. People might have noticed in her behavior. She flashes her eyelids. <laughs> she flashes her eyelids nervously certain ways. She you know, she's soft spoken. She's she kind of reminds me of Kamala Harris with the hyena laugh uh, in, in, a, in a different way, very very uh, upsetting. This press secretary would, uh, you know, really, on one hand, hip hypocritically say she's transparent, but she's really not. Yeah. Um, so what's another question that you would love to ask when given the chance to ask some questions? Well, there's another question about the, the Uyghurs and the Chinese internment camps. I've been uh, trying to ask as well. Uh, what about China's? You know, it's speaking about China's um, uh, human rights violations, major human rights violations, and and asking them, what about specifically the hum uh, organ harvesting and forced sterilization that is happening in the, the internment camps? This is a big issue. China is a big human rights uh, violator in in killing a lot of children. By the way. We, we know that history and that track record, and not to mention the assault on religious freedom there in China. Uh, being the source of the the China virus, as President Trump would, would refer to. What what sort of response would you think, um, what, 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 yeah, what kind of response would you expect a, 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 as a healthy response to your China question when it comes to the human rights um, and forced sterilization. Do you, you, you think we need to have pressure there to, um, you know, what, what, can, what kind of response could America have in a healthy way? Well, you know, the, uh, America, you know, the Biden administration could make them accountable to really speak out and acknowledge the Biden administration has never acknowledged the forced sterilization or the or or organ harvesting issue that I know of. So they, they need yeah. to deal with reality and, and, and acknowledging its existence. So they're in sad, sad to say they're in denial on several fronts of you know, major human rights abuses. Now, there's also the issue of Christian persecution that is happening in African countries. Right now, their Africans, uh, leaders from the African nation are here at the White House. And I yelled out a question about what about Christian persecution in Africa? Now, this is happening clearly in Nigeria, where Christians are being slaughtered by the terrorist group Boko Haram. Also in Somalia, I've heard of stories about Christian persecution, as well as in Ethiopia. But there are several other countries, most likely in Africa, where this Christian persecution is happening, and uh, the killing of children. So... How is how is the how is uh, the the press secretary handled those questions um, regarding um, these uh, human rights issues in Africa? Now she hasn't addressed them, to my knowledge. And also, you know, I haven't heard one reporter. I haven't even heard the African uh, news reporters talk about the persecution of Christians there or the abortion issue. That's very disturbing. 
What? Yeah. Speaking of abortion, what question would you ask on that topic when given the chance? Well, as I mentioned, you know, uh, addressing the the child's right to life, uh, about uh, the sanctity of the life. That another way of wording the question would be for the press secretary, uh, you know, not not only about uh, acknowledging their constitutional right because they're human, but uh, what about uh, you know the underreported um, un- underreported uh, uh, incidences of this um, of you know, the forced sterilization and the abortion that is happening here in America. Yeah. Um, they seem to be doing quite a bit on that front, and for them to not address it um, just shows that they're not looking to be confronted on that topic, even though they've done a lot to make abortion more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just that I feel like they're they're pushing there, but yeah, they, it's them to not even you know, open it up but the dialogue is frustrating i'm sure to you to not well, even have the chance to ask yeah you know along with that is the heartbeat issue and and several states passed the heartbeat law so it would ask the press secretary uh what what about a response to the scientific evidence for uh the heartbeat of the child and uh, that that being uh the main reason one of the main reasons for uh you know opposing abortion because we have scientific proof there is a heartbeat of the child there's brain activity so this is very alarming the press secretary would deny the science in this matter really got to um really hold her accountable and press her on that issue about dealing with the science on that issue Mm. so so dr harper when i think of you uh and we've been work we've been working together for quite some time I've been helping you with your website hosting. Um, when I think of you, I often think of you as a man of prayer because you often will ask, you know, how can I pray for you? And then you often also will ask for prayer for things going on in your life. And so I just want to say that I think that's a really excellent quality. And I'd like to ask you for those who are listening, how might, you know, how might they pray for you? Cause I, I'm sure there's, several good areas here. I'd like, yeah, here, like to hear your thoughts on how someone could pray for you as you're in this White House press room, not being called upon normally, but how could they pray for you to have better access or have a better impact in our country? Well, the, I, I think of the three Ps as protection, uh, to pray for protection for me and provision for me to stay at the White House. We have a, a nonprofit uh, organization the Intermountain Christian newspaper is so funded uh, mostly by donations. We pray for the provision to stay at the White House is very expensive to be in this area for transportation uh, needs as well back and forth between Idaho representing the Intermountain uh, states. The only Christian newspaper in the whole Intermountain area, about six states, uh, you know, spanning from Colorado over all the way to Reno, Nevada, and uh, up north into into northern Idaho and uh, south into southern Utah, down even even to uh, to northern Arizona, to the mountain areas. It's a big issue. So be, besides protection and provision, also uh, platform uh, opportunities to speak on Fox News and, and other large platforms about our Christian concerns at the White House. 
because as I said, you know, I'm usually the only Christian media person at the White House, specifically uh, evangelical uh, of the evangelical community. So this is a big deal. We need to have more good reporters that aren't afraid. You can pray for courage for me and these open doors. What's your, um, what, what's it like being, being there in that room with some people always getting called and then some people being ignored just as, yeah, just as often? Well, it's very frustrating. Uh, uh, obviously that's what's led to these outbursts. We've had several reporter, uh, uh, revolts or protests there. I've been involved with uh, a couple of them and, uh, there's one reporter, uh, from an African news uh, source by the name is Simon Ataba, I believe the way you pronounce it, but he's been in the news lately because of the way the press secretary has discriminated him against him uh, as African news reporter. And uh, so I, he was recently on Fox News with Tucker Carlson about this discrimination that is happening. But but he is very aware of the discrimination that I'm experiencing as a member of the Christian media. And he's very upset about this, and, and uh, she is... He knows clearly mistreating me is, you know, for the press secretary to ignore a large part of the U.S. population, evangelical Christians make up a huge portion she's totally ignoring. Huh. When it comes to the, the, you know, the rights that we have, such as like the, the right to free speech and the right of the rights of, um, having a free press, what kind, how does that, um, how does the rubber hit the road when it comes to having access to do an interview with the press secretary or, you know, if she's not going to ask, you know, ask you, let, let you ask a question in the press room, do you have an option to engage with her outside of the press room or what kind of access do you have? Okay. No, she's not open at all to be on camera with me, anything with me, uh, uh off, you know, out of the press room either. So her, her, uh, assistant, that guards her door, usually shuts the door when I arrive. So she doesn't want anything to do with me. And and I make it very I make it very clear to her about a child's right to life. I share scripture with her in email. You know, I make uh make I make the points uh, very strong about you know our concerns about not only a child's right to life but anti-Semitism issues, the Chinese Uyghurs and other human rights abuses that are happening throughout the world. She, she just not able to deal with, she can't handle these types of serious questions. And neither can Biden. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, actually, the press office is trying to protect Biden from the press. That is why this behavior is happening, because he can't mentally handle a press, uh, some engagement with news reporters. He would have a meltdown. The press secretary has had a recent meltdown with that African news reporter. You can see it on video, but she, she really, uh, she really gets irritated. And, um, uh, so I suspect it's because they're, they're trying to protect uh, Biden from the press in, in this way, restricting our access because he has Parkinson's symptoms. You can look on the, on, on the website for Mayo Clinic. You can see the list of symptoms for Parkinson's. And I have a doctor degree in psychology, master's degree in counseling. I have I've observed these Parkinson's symptoms and people that I've worked with and almost anyone, I think with half a brain can see these symptoms in Biden, 
the, the specifically uh, cognitively that he's def his defects have been addressed by at least 50 members of Congress, Republicans, that have demanded a cognitive test of him and uh, suspect that he would have Parkinson's. Now, Parkinson's often can include some uh, mental issues as well, cognitive issues being involved with Parkinson's symptoms. So we have plenty of evidence of, of uh, these symptoms in him. I have observed Parkinson's reactions in him by seeing him involuntarily violently shaking his right arm. I've seen tremors in him, and I've seen the way he walks across the White House lawn, that stiffness that he has in his walk. We've also had him on video of falling over when he's ascending, going into a plane, and the White House said it's just because of strong wind, but that's not the case. He easily, uh, he, he has a, a habit of, uh, you know, accelerating his, his walk, his speed, and and even his speech. So if you go to the website for Mayo Clinic, you can see those symptoms of Parkinson's that need to be addressed that other reporters are not addressing here. Um, what's your thoughts on if Biden's going to run again in two years? And if he does, what would that mean for our country when it comes to, you know, essentially two years more advanced in this Parkinson? situation and having mental just um not having capacity or or um the ability to to process the things that are coming at him as a leader well um he has i think been deluded to think that he could run again uh so i've heard statements from the white house from the press secretary that he intends to run again as president so uh, it shows that he's that shows proof that he has some mental decline there because he's he can't he can't even assess his own ability to uh, his the capacity to fulfill the, the roles of a president. But number one, spiritually, he's not qualified. Spirit spiritually, uh, he, and hip, and he's hypocritic when he's saying that he's a good Catholic because most good Catholics do not support killing babies in abortion. They don't support same-sex marriage. So this is a total, yeah. a total joke, total hypocrisy, that he could say that he's a good Catholic and 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 support our Constitution. That's not the case at all. He, he's a very good liar, just like the press secretary and so many others here. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he's held accountable because, yeah, I mean it, he's just known for not having good answers. Like it's not like he's, um, if you could ask Biden a question. Mm -hmm. And he had the, yeah, well, what question might you ask him, you know, assuming he has the mental capacity to then also answer it? Well, I, I guess, you know, the, the, the number, uh, one of the top questions would be asking, uh, what, uh, what justification does he have for his decisions? Where in the Bible does it say that a, a child could be terminated? Because, you know, the, the issue of the Catholic Church teaching on right to life is very clear. The U.S. Catholic bishops are out, outspoken uh, in, in being critical of uh, Biden, and that's actually one of the questions that came up by the Catholic News reporter today was a response to the U.S. Catholic bishops that reject same-sex marriage, but also they reject abortion, the killing of children. But, uh, you know, biblically, the Apostle Paul talks about reasons for 
not allowing someone to have communion. If you remember, and other people that are listening to this, that the the concept of uh, worthiness or taking his qualifications to take communion has come up several times. But the Apostle Paul addresses this in in the in the New Testament about this. He explains this is why some of you are sick and some have died because you take of uh, the body of Christ un in an unworthy manner. So I would want him to respond to the scripture, what the Apostle Paul is saying, what church leaders are saying on this matter about his worthiness to take it. Because he's violating the sixth commandment, he's taking innocent life. God's, God's word says not to kill, to take innocent life. Yeah, and that makes, yeah, um, it makes perfect sense. Um, well, I really appreciate your, your time, Dr. Harper, and I, I hope that people will find this interesting and helpful as, and I'm sure they're, they they have gratitude towards your effort to represent, uh, the faith community, to represent, um, the life within the womb that's being targeted by the abortion, uh, industry and that just the, um, the evil that lurks in that space. Uh, so thank you so much for, yeah, st standing up for life. Um, and, and, um, what, what are your, what are your hopes, I guess, for, um, the future, you know, when it comes to, you know, greater representation for Christians or greater access for, for people who, who hold these beliefs to have, um, have their views represented in in government well the, the opportunities are very good here if christians get behind their words and support the christian media at the white house and it's not just you know for opportunity to be with the press secretary or ask questions of biden here it's the influence on the other media people here we need courageous christian media that not afraid to try to have to, to be a good influence on the other reporters to educate them about our Christian concerns. The other reporters need to hear uh, our, about our Christian concerns here on a daily basis. We need to have that presence on the ground here, or we, you know, our complaints about the media go nowhere if we're not willing to put up money to support the Christian media here. What's been your experience talking to other reporters um, and trying to be an impact on them how has that gone? Well, um, overall, I would say I've been having some good experiences here um, with uh, several reporters. And, and some of them, with these uh, secular news outlets, are Christian people. So I've been able to encourage them. And, and uh, with uh, other reporters that aren't from the Christian perspective, they, they've asked me to pray for them. So I have an opportunity. I'm also a chaplain. Uh, I'm a Southern Baptist chaplain, and I've been able to pray for other reporters here. So that's a good part of this, is I've been able to make a difference to uh, encourage them and to pray for them. And uh, so I have a very unique position. Most reporters aren't chaplains as well. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Would you would you wrap us up by by saying a prayer? that those who are listening could pray along with you in order to um essentially yeah bring 
better things for our country and for the lives of the unborn when it comes to trying to advance um, healthy ideas and the right to life and things along those lines. Okay, for for just pray for the for the child right now, uh, for uh, for God's involvement. Father, we we pray in, in Jesus' name of Nazareth by the Holy Spirit for protection over children that are being killed in abortion. Father, we pray con- conviction in Biden and everyone at the White House, in the Congress, uh, in our court system, throughout America, conviction. And in even specifically, uh, Father, we pray that you would help, um, help them hear the screams of the children that are killed in abortion. Father, that that we will um, that you would grant that prayer that they will hear the screams of the children killed in abortion. That is so as urgent that they hear their screams to know that that these babies are humans that they have a right to life. We pray, Father, that that they will see that they are sinners that need Jesus as well. That they will repent from this evil, as President Lincoln had called for America to return to God to repent of its many national sins. And we do have many national sins now. So pray, Father, that you would you would just uh, bring that conviction to their hearts tonight and that you would help us to pray according to your will in this matter on behalf of the children that can't speak for themselves. Father, we pray throughout the world that people will hear the screams of the children and do something about it to stop this evil. We pray for courage for um, our law- lawmakers uh, in the, and people in the White House and throughout our land and our government. Courage for them to stand up and speak up, not worry about what other people think, but to be obedient to your law. Amen. And for your glory. Amen. Um, I've got one more question for you. What do you think it looks like when a a public school board is full of secular people um, who are pro, you know, same-sex marriage, pro-LGBTQIA, pro all these things? What would it look like for a public school board to have someone on that board who looks at life through a biblical lens and and in order to essentially try and turn you know that organization into a you know essentially making decisions through a biblical lens what would that look like in your opinion well it looks like different uh, and and what we need is courageous uh, christian people to be on those school boards i i encourage people to be salt and light the bible talks about this issue jesus said that, that we're called to not hide our light, but to put it up for everyone to see. So I, I just would ask for people to get involved with uh, being on the school board, to apply to be on that, to be in other leadership positions. Um, you can make a difference, but good people have to stand up and speak up on this matter, get involved. If we don't, in, in, in the absence of this void, evil, would gladly take the place, and we see that happening all the time. Well, thank you again for being on here. I'm excited to share this with the Pracy Clinic directors and anyone else who happens to come across this podcast. 
And so just, yeah, thank you for what you're doing. And I uh, hope this is an encouragement to, to you to keep going and that you're appreciated by, by those that you're impacting and standing up for. Well, thank you. I want to invite everyone to go to our YouTube channel. Uh, you just type in my name, Dr. Anthony Harper, for the YouTube channel. We're also on uh, Rumble, but uh, Intermountain Christian News search for our YouTube or Rumble. And, uh, you know, spread the word about our YouTube channel that to subscribe also to our Rumble channel. And uh, we can make a difference, but we're going to have to speak up. We're going to have to support uh, Christian media at the White House. And, and hopefully a lot more people will be doing that here soon. And I would say by the donation, I mentioned before nonprofit uh, donations are tax deductible. People can go to our website, imcnews.org, and uh, click on the donate button to make a difference. So I can ask the questions about the child's right to life on a regular basis here. Our sponsors include Heritage House, Patriot Insurance, and irapture.com. The Pro-Life Team Podcast is a ministry of irapture.com. If you would like to explore making a donation or becoming a sponsor or have a recommendation for who would be a good guest on the podcast, please contact us at hello at prolife.team. Shepherd, I shall not be in want. I shall not be alone. He makes me lie down in green. He leads me by quiet blue. Yeah, the walk through darkness, darling, you are near me. Your protection and guidance are comforting me. Lead me in righteous pathways for your